Arrakis, Dune, Desert Planet. A harsh, unforgiving world of dust and wind that exists on the very fringes of mankind's imperium and the known universe. In the sun-baked dunes of its endless wastes, all life is stymied, rich flow of sustaining water arrested in intangible myth. Despite its crippling environs, its isolated location, Arrakis is the Imperium's most prized possession, for only on Dune is the invaluable spice harvested, that mystical substance that renders space navigation possible and makes emperors of men. The treasures of Arrakis are an exotic allure that pulls the most ambitious, most covetous, most deceitful and reprehensible individuals in the universe to endeavor through intrigue or subterfuge, seizure of the planet. Poisoned by promise, many have died to obtain Arrakis, and Dune isn't without its own dangers, forces that defend the sands and the spice from external encroachment. To fully appreciate the terrifying beauty and symbolism of Dune, we must explore Arrakis's desert and uncover the planet's hidden mysteries. Let's dive in. Arrakis wasn't always a cherished world sought across the Imperium, nor was it a desiccated world stripped of life or promise. Eons ago, long before the war against thinking machines, long before the old Imperium, Arrakis was a lush world filled with deep, teeming oceans, minor evidence of which yet remains. But external forces created ecological and geological upheaval, resulting in extreme desertification. By the time it was officially discovered and absorbed into the old empire, Arrakis had been terraformed into a terrible hellscape judged by its surface-level reality, a stifling world where little grew that held no strategic value. It was part of no great space lanes and had no proximity to populous central cluster worlds. It was largely left to its own devices for some time, isolated by the natural hostility of its surface. This lent stability to Arrakis, which inoculated it against tumultuous events happening in the Greater Imperium and spared it much of the fiery conflagration that consumed mankind during the Butlerian Jihad against thinking machines. There it sat, surviving as a desert world supporting meager human populations that seldom traded with the few off-world merchants daring enough to land. An equilibrium that was shattered with discovery of the geriatric spice melange and its vital use in interstellar navigation. This strange substance found naturally on wind-blown dunes enhanced perception greatly and in an instant made faster-than-light travel, a dangerous and harrowing affair, many degrees safer and more efficient. Its narcotic properties used by the Bene Gesserit order to perform all manner of occult rites and its life-extending benefits coveted by noble families. In the centuries that House Carino ascended to and stabilized the Imperium's lion throne, Spice's value skyrocketed as demand increased, but nowhere in the known universe outside Arrakis could this glorious substance be found. This sparked interest in emperors to study the planet, analyze the spice, and determine if artificial synthesis could replicate its desired effects. A golden age of travel, trade, colonization, research, and subjugation descended upon isolated Arrakis. Millions swarming to unfathomable riches promised by spice harvesting. What was once a remote, benighted world soon became the Imperium's envy, the most profitable fief that conveyed prestige amongst the great houses of the Landsrad Council. Spice dominated all aspects of travel, trade, wealth, and power, and Arrakis manifested as tangible symbol for all spice can award. But temptation isn't without its traps. The melange allure inseparable from the dangerous reality present on the planet's surface. 
Colloquially known as Dune, Arrakis is an arid world filled with endless undulating waves of desert sand that extend the entire planet. Harsh light casts down in oppressive rays from the sun, reflected off glistening dune surfaces, and superheats the atmosphere to stifling temperatures. To say this world is desiccated is a gross simplification. Arrakis is driven by unquenchable thirst. It rips moisture from bodies, tears it from the soil, and renders all to dust. One must constantly replenish their weight in water to avoid certain death. Dune takes without giving. Liquid requirements and an extreme lack of sources make water the most valuable substance to those who dwell here. It's Arrakis's currency, its religion, and need has greatly shaped cultural customs of local populations. Conservation is paramount. Many technologies or skills have developed to harness water or limit waste as much as possible. To increase danger further, Dune's surface is regularly scoured by powerful Coriolis storms that grow and advance unabated across the planet. Tempestuous winds whip desert sands to a blinding frenzy, the force of which tears flesh from bone and erodes metal. Friction generates erratic lightning and static disrupts communication, mechanical devices, and power supplies. The Coriolis storms are death incarnate. Royals few can survive. Perhaps Dune's greatest threat lurks, unseen buried beneath meters of desert sand. The gargantuan sandworm is the symbol of Arrakis. Feared and revered across the empire, sandworms exist as the apex predator of Dune's arid climate. With bodies that can surpass 500 meters, with gaping mouths that bristle with thousands of sharpened teeth, with an acute sensitivity to sound and aggressive territorial temperament, sandworms represent grave danger within open desert. They spend most time hidden from the sun and from sight, burrowed beneath the sands. Attracted to rhythmic sounds that identify interlopers upon their territory, worms tear through the desert with terrifying speed, crest to the surface to engulf entire caravans in abyssal maws. Shielding technology agitates their wrath and is useless defense against such implacable force. The worms are nature in all its fury, despised by the great houses for their threat to spice harvesting, but worshipped as Shai Hulud, the incarnation of God by natives. More than a symbol of Dune's hostility, the sandworm is largely responsible for the planet's current state and essential in production of its valuable spice melange. As a creature highly adapted to arid conditions and one for whom any hint of moisture is excruciating toxic death, the worm has developed proactive means of maintaining its environment. During the immature stage of their life cycle, worms exist as sand trout, small creatures, membranous, amorphous, and leech-like in appearance, that actively seek and isolate a planet's water, sensing danger to the mature worm. They fuse together in large sacs to capture and sequester liquid, desiccating the soil and allowing adults to thrive. Most sand trout don't survive this useful stage, but a select few grow over hundreds of years into the domineering and devastating adult form. Introduced to Arrakis eons ago from a forgotten world, the sandworms terraform the planet into the waterless, lifeless husk of dune. As desert swept across the landscape, worms ascended to the pinnacle of an ecosystem within which they've evolved to thrive. Closely tied to the creature's metabolic cycle is accretion of the brilliant nectar, the spice melange. Spice is first formed beneath the surface when sand trout excretions mix with water to create a fungal culture known as a pre-spice mass. The reaction generates copious amounts of gaseous pressure, which violently erupts to the surface in a dazzlingly dangerous spice blow. Now exposed to sunlight and wind, 
the pre-spice mass undergoes further distillation to become the tantalizing, sweetly cinnamon spice. Precious few know the relationship between sandworm and spice, know how critical the creature is to Arrakis. These environmental conditions, the absence of water, and the constant threat of sandworms pose a danger to all on the planet, truly a most inhospitable place. Despite its hostility, Arrakis is and has been populated by humans for untold millennia. An unusual dichotomy permeates the cultural landscape and divides humans into those who have embraced Dune's harsh necessity and those who have transplanted foreign complacency, turned their back on the strengthening desert, and dwell within the confines of protective walls. The folk of Graben, Sink, and Pan have settled into sedentary civilization. They live in cities and population centers sporadically, resolutely carved out of the unyielding rock. Some of the Graben folk are descendants of Arrakis natives, but an overwhelming majority are off-worlders. Merchants, navigators, smugglers, and the administrative body of the ruling Great House inhabit the planet's few cities. They bring with them foreign comforts, water, exotic goods to impress upon the planet, to carve out an oasis of luxury from Dune's endless sands. These people understand the perils of Arrakis, but don't appreciate its sterile beauty, don't respect its productive travails that mold into hardy greatness a people that embrace adversity. Graven folk remain unshaped clay, vulnerable to difficulty. Dune's true inheritors lie deep in the heat of the open desert, shrouded in folklore. They are the mystic roving tribes of desert nomads known as the Fremen. Fremen have roots that extend far into the planet's past. They're descendants of the Zen Sunni, galactic wanderers who fled religious persecution and engulfing conflict in ages long forgotten. Fremen ancestors were no strangers to transient, comfortless, and dangerous life. Their cultures and ways adapted easily to Dune's harsh reality, and over time transformed into the Fremen habits of today. Survival remains an indelible focus of their identity. Fremen haven't tamed Arrakis, perhaps none can, but they have become one with their environs and flow unresisting with changing necessities forced upon them. Fremen move through the desert like specters. They leave no trace and avoid even the vigilant maw of the sandworm. They live simple lives unadorned with technology or excess. Each individual within the tribe is a lethal warrior, cunning in desert ways out of great need. Though most time is spent wandering endless sands, Fremen retreat into hidden rocky redoubts known as sieges to rest and resupply. Siege villages are ruled by a residing Naib who leads by example and is respected as the fiercest warrior within a tribe and to whom all defer. Secrecy surrounds the siege communities and precious few outside the tribe learn their existence or location. Water is the ultimate symbol of wealth and power among Fremen who have access only to what little can be gathered in the desert and what is contained within their own bodies. The amazing and highly efficient moisture conservation garments, known as stillsuits, retain nearly all the vital water lost to evaporation, transpiration, and other body processes. Stillsuits are invaluable to survival in the desert. Without them, an individual would die from thirst in short order. The lack of water and its import steer all decisions among Fremen, mold their traditions. We see example of this in the Fremen saying, a man's flesh is his own, the water belongs to the tribe. Scarcity also shapes their religion, a religion that holds in reverence Dune's sandworm. Fremen name the monstrous creatures Shai Hulud, the old man of the desert, the maker of valuable spice essence. To Fremen, 
Sandworms are divine forces of nature, God made manifest, things to both fear and worship. They give thanks and offering to Shai Halud, who preserves the present and watches over Arrakis. Fremen sharpen sandworm tooth fragments into ceremonial daggers known as Chris knives, drawn in heated battle or in duels to the death when authority is challenged. Fremen warriors have been shaped by unforgiving Arrakis over millennia into the most brutal and fiercest fighters amongst the Imperium, exceeding the military prowess of even the famed Sardaukar legions of House Carino. They're an untapped reserve of military might, the strength of the desert. Discovery and exploitation of the spice pulled Arrakis from the depths of interstellar obscurity, but its story doesn't end as valuable harvesting world. Following the accession of Paul Muad'Dib Atreides to the Lion Throne, Arrakis became the capital planet of the Imperium. No longer a glittering jewel, Arrakis represented the crown of governance, its sands invested with authority as the central seat of power in the known universe. Arakeen cities bulged as bureaucrats and courtiers across space flocked to bathe in the Emperor's radiance. The religious jihad movement of conquest created in Paul's name saw him as a messianic figure and Dune rose to common destination for zealous pilgrims of Muad'Dib's religion. Initiated by Paul and later realized during the 3,500-year reign of his son, the god-emperor Leto II Atreides, Arrakis underwent planet-wide terraformation that converted the desiccated husk once more into a lush world with flowing water and untrammeled verdure enjoyed in the days of eons past. In this time, the sandworms died out. The spice grew increasingly limited, the last vestige of the creature, the half-worm god-emperor himself. In his long reign, Leto solidified Arrakis as the center of the Imperium. All things revolved around the happenings that transpired in his presence. With the god-emperor's death, however, his sandworm body decomposed and released sandtrout larvae that worked slowly over the next 1,500 years to reverse Leto's terraforming and return the arid desert of Dune. Sandworms proliferated, and the spice flowed once more. In the far future, humanity breaks free from the god-emperor's oppressive tyranny and explodes across the stars in an era of migration known as the Scattering. For centuries, explorers and transients brave the cold vacuum of the unknown, seeking novelty and betterment. Generations later, their descendants, called the Lost Ones, return to imperial space and disrupt the political and cultural equilibrium. Arrakis, now named Arrakis, is visited upon by an extreme power-hungry splinter faction of the Bene Gesserit Sisterhood, known as the Honored Matries. This group intends to destroy the powers of the old Imperium by obliterating their source of spice, to which they are so dependent. The Honored Matries unleashed a devastating weapon whose payload obliterates Rakis, vaporizes all inhabitants, ignites the atmosphere in blazing inferno. The temperature reaches such heights that most of the planet's surface melts into fused glass. The weapon wipes Rakis from existence, or so the Matrix think. Dune is resilient. It's the embodiment of struggle. Deep beneath the glazed surface, the brushing of sandworms can still be heard. Survivors of obliteration that will slowly, inexorably, return Arrakis to the sandy dunes for which it is known. Arrakis. Dune. Desert world. It's a planet representative of adversity and defiance. It's humanity's ultimate proving ground, shedding layers of dependence and complacent weakness that mire humankind in stagnation and eventual death. To prevent the species' decline, Arrakis stands as a symbolic gauntlet 
that invigorates the empire's most celebrated leaders and guides them on a precarious golden path towards salvation, fraught with danger on either side. It's the struggle that ensures survival. Thanks so much for watching and listening to this video briefly exploring the geography, history, and significance of Arrakis in Mankind's Imperium. Now I want to hear from you. Let me know your thoughts on the spice, the harsh desert, the nomads who roam its dangerous wastes, as well as suggestions for future videos in the comments below. And if you're a fan of lore and storytelling, be sure to subscribe to the channel, check out the podcast or the blog, where content is uploaded frequently. I want to thank my amazing supporters over on Patreon, who make all of this possible, and I couldn't do it without their fantastic support. If you'd like to become a lore luminary for access to me, a great community, written scripts, and early video drops, head to patreon.com slash the librarians to learn more. Until next time, go forth and explore the lore.